Hey, yo, what up? Yo, this is your man, yo, what's poppin'? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Yo, welcome to another episode of the Father Mucket Protocol. Yo, we baby back on the road, baby, but I got a special one for you because I got my man, your friend to the show, um, friend to myself, me and my fam, and, and you, the Father Mucket fam, uh, my man, Harris Stanton. You can catch his new album, Naive Innocence on iTunes and Amazon or anywhere that, uh, you know, comedy uh, albums are sold. Did I miss any? No. 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 You can follow Harris uh, on uh, on Facebook and t- Twitter at Harris Stanton. That's H-A-R-R-I-S-S-T-A-N-T-O-N. And on Instagram at Harris Stanton Comedy. Um, you have a website? You got any road gigs that, that we want to uh, plug coming up or even... Uh, if anybody listening in all, that's going to be in Albany in two weeks, I'm going to be at the Comedy Works. You have a date? Uh, uh, you, you you unprepared for the buck of you? No, nah, I don't. <laughs> not next weekend, but the weekend after next. <laughs> so the weekend, the, the final the, weekend of February. The first weekend in March. First weekend in March. I believe that's the um, that should be the weekend of the second and the third. Um, and you can also Google Comedy Works and figure it out. Yeah, you could do that, but people are lazy. It's nowadays, yeah. people, people are lazy. And we encourage the laziness nowadays, it seems, instead of telling people. How many times have you had somebody come up to you and they're like, man, you never tell me when you perform. You're like, yo, I'm going to be at Gotham this weekend. Oh, word. Uh, okay, how much the tickets? What time? You're like, yo. yo. Go on the website. Everything has a website. Word up, yo. Word. So, um, and for me, yo, I'm, uh, we're actually, we're hitting y'all right now. Um, we're in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, we've, we've done five out of six shows. We have one more show tonight. By the time y'all hear this, uh, we'll be up to, uh, show number six. Maybe I'll drop it tonight just to, just to be special. Maybe I'll drop this. On a Sunday instead of a Monday, uh, we shall see. Uh, you know, um, we've we've had some great shows. We pretty much sold out five shows so far. Um, Harris said there's one particular chair in the club. <laughs> they always stick a fat bitch. <laughs> like every show is a fat bitch in that chair. Like we got a special chair for you. This is so a bigger woman has has particularly had had a seat um, in the back of the club. Bigger woman. And, why you gotta call a fat bitch though? I don't know her. She don't know me. It's the fat bitch chair. Bigger woman. It was a fat bitch. That bitch was huge. She could. They needed three chairs for her, son. Cause that one back of the chair. Oh god. It's like a toothpick in the middle of her back. Oh. <laughs> Y'all can sit all your. Uh... Hashtag lose some fucking weight, or you die. Yo, you know what's impressive about that? I've never heard you like uh, embrace social media and you just hashtagged. Oh, that's what I've I mean. never heard you say that. I'm, I'm I just a, did it for comic effect. For comic effect? Okay. I don't give a fuck. Ain't no such thing as hashtag fat bitch or hashtag lose weight. You know what's funny? I bet I bet you I I hold up. I bet you if I go or let's try Twitter right now. Right, I'm gonna go I'm gonna do hashtag uh, fat, okay, let's see. Hashtag F A T B I T C H, right? Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, hold on. There are a bunch of people named at fat bitch 312, at fat bitches with two S's, at fat bitch for some. Um, is that is fat one bitches of, love Twinkies? That's probably one of the, that's probably one of the people that came to the show to sit in that chair. Oh, damn, yeah. Let me see. Hashtag, wow. Yo, what, why, why one minute ago did Beth Swift XOX text, why can't I stop effing eating? Hashtag fat bitch. I'll tell you, there's a, there's a hashtag for everything. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, man, y'all could go in and check for yourself. Um, there's some everywhere. Yo, how, how's the, uh, how the road's been? Y'all, y'all can follow me at, at I am Dean Edwards. Y'all know. And make sure you uh, subscribe and comment on, uh, on iTunes and, um, and all your you know social medias. iTunes um, and SoundCloud. And reach out and let... People actually um, enjoyed the last time you were on, man. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Last time uh, we, we had some fun uh, people. People always like when you uh, come on. Because you keep it so real. <laughs> hashtag, real. hashtag keep it real about hashtag fat bitch. You know, um, I know somebody's like, Dean Curse! 
listen, let's be adults here, people. I can curse. I choose not to, but I can. Don't, don't, don't. Uh, I don't think nobody foolish. think you can't curse. No, but I know <laughs> the reason I say that is because people every so often someone say, I remember Vessie, Vessie, um, yo, big up, I'm bugging. Big up, uh, Joe Vessie, uh, his new, his new album with, uh, Christina Hutch, Hutcherson is out. Uh, what's the name of it? I actually did a, um, I did a, I guess a sketch on there called The Threesome. Y'all could, uh, y'all could check, check that out. Make sure you go to, um, after you buy Harris's album, right? Yeah. Plugging everybody's joint. After you buy Harris's album, make sure you go out there and, uh, and cop Vessie's album as well. Um, including songs and sketches. Maybe it's you, the comedy album. It dropped on Valentine's Day. Um, it's full of a lot of funny. It's a throwback to those old, you know, Vessie's a big fan of uh, Adam Sandler, so it's a throwback to those type of albums where, uh, you know, a comic just had a bunch of funny songs and song parodies and sketches. Uh, so check that out, man. Um, but yeah, Vessie, um, he's heard me like, you know, cussing. He's like, yo, yo, you just cussed. I'm like, shut up, Vessie. <laughs> I can curse. Just... He does He does curse, and sometimes yeah. he slip pills in girls' drinks. <laughs> Baby, would you go away? But first off, let me put this in your drink, yo. Um, so anyway, we had we've had a really good um really good weekend. I decided to have Harris on. Um, it has nothing to do with Ryan Ryan Hamilton leaving a day earlier than I expected, and me thinking that uh uh he was gonna be here for us to <laughs> for us to be able to uh you know interview him about his uh his his. Netflix special, um, but here the re- I allude to that because um, we were at or we've been at uh, the Cleveland Improv all weekend, and Ryan was playing the uh, uh, hilarities at Pickwick and Frolic, which is actually across the street from our hotel. So when we found out that um, that Ryan was at hilarities, we were like, "Yo, let's let's hopefully link up." Um, turns out he was staying at the same hotel as us, um, which makes sense because it's right across the street from the club. And but he got sick. We were gonna go grab some lunch over the weekend, but son got real sick. And I know how that goes. Where you wanna, you wanna, you know, go hang out and do some things. But you like, man, I just feel like chilling in this bed and making sure my my uh, vocal cords, my instrument is is in intact. Have you ever had that happen? Where you've been on, you've been sick on the road, Harris? Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> This is gonna be a, this is gonna be a fun one. I had one. bubble guts. Does that count? I had bubble guts this weekend. Well, I got I about to go on stage and I go. You know what? I gotta take a quick shit. And did you at the club? Yeah, I took a shit at the club. What night? Thursday night. Oh, I okay. seen all them niggas in there. Oh yeah, yo. <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought this was gonna be a mixed audience. Oh shit! So his, it's a black room. Yeah, his his was uh, interesting. Harris and I we've been talking about when. Uh, when you go on the road, here's the thing. Most most improv comedy clubs um, are the mainstream clubs in the city, um, whatever city, whether you're in Kansas City, whether you're uh, in Tampa, Florida, whether you're uh, in Denver or Chicago. You know, it's usually the main one of two comedy clubs, uh, premier comedy clubs, and it just so happens that since Hilarities is here, Hilarities seems to have become the, I guess, the white club, would you say? Would I say? <laughs> they took the roof off and it snowed in that motherfucker. <laughs> now, why do you say that, Harris? Because the lineup is all white. <laughs> now, when you say lineup, do you mean like I mean, th- this weekend? Or? No, I mean for the next f- f- seven weekends. There's no <laughs> black comics alive. Yeah, we... we, we, we see, what people don't understand is when... I think when you're black, when you're of color, actually, and that could be, I'm sure, um, Asians or Asians Americans, uh, see it, Arab Americans, uh, Latinos, um, whenever you see any form of media and you don't see yourself represented, it's insane. It's it's not only insane; it's it's somewhat off-putting um, because as an establishment or as a, a pro- production, you're saying you know it. We don't care enough to cater to you right, and yeah. your ilk, and therefore um, we're fine just having 
one of one type of and in this case so we were walking we went to get some uh some food the other day we actually just got back from eating at that restaurant again and we saw we saw ryan was on the um on the uh, marquee and i was like oh that's my man ryan saw a couple more names uh of cats that we knew the only person of color that was on that marquee and I, that there were probably i'm saying more than seven that i i'm gonna say there were probably at least 16 headliners coming up over the next couple of months i saw felipe esparza that's my man and that was the only non-white face on the uh board of headliners that are that are coming this way now that could just so just be that it turned out that way um and because it didn't turn but out it didn't that turn way. out no, that way they That's, book who they want to book it didn't turn out that way they, they, you, you think no black comics or constant color haven't put in their veils. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just it's strategic. It's, it's strategic as shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, it was um, yeah. It was. So anyway, we were both uh, rather turned off. I used to actually. We used maybe to maybe I'd have called the improv and pick off a couple of them dudes out of their lineup because their whole lineup was black. Who was? Oh, at the improv. The improv yeah. Now, it's like it's think, segregated in Cleveland. It's like yeah. you booked the white comics, we booked the black comics. Now let me ask: Do you think that that because we used to work hilarities? Yeah. The first two times we came to uh, Cleveland, we came actually first three because you came solo one time, mm-hmm. and we used to both we used to both work uh, hilarities and you know Nick the uh, owner's real cool cat you know they had a wonderful brunch Sunday brunch that we uh, enjoyed and so I actually was surprised I started working the improv because we had reached out to mm-hmm. the improv uh, or to hilarities over the years. And they weren't responding, and so eventually we. Hilarity like, sent Patrice home after the first night. Really? Yeah. So we don't do that here, and gave him his money and sent his ass home. Say word. Yeah, you didn't know that? You probably told me it years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Patrice O'Neill's performance of Hilarities. Around what year would you say? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, the old, the old, the old, the, the old, the old eight, the old nine, okay. or something like that. And they sent his ass home after the first night. Why? Because of uh, his uh, his brand of humor, like you, yeah, his did brand he, was of humor, he walking yeah. people or people walking? Oh, I don't know. Uh, it was it was definitely his brand of humor. But back then, he probably was still still figuring still out his dissing, voice. Still, no, not no, not then. Still, he was still you know dissing women or or, or, or uh, you know. Well, that's what I meant because I know there was yeah. there was a point with Patrice where he still could he's he always was himself. Yeah. Um, but there was a point where he figured that, out how yeah. how not to. He could still say what he wanted about women without. I don't know if he figured it out so much as he just stopped doing it. Okay, you know, because he's like you see, he said himself he was a long time he was angry, but uh, that is his voice. He just choose right. to, to censor it a little bit better. Right, 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 right. Well, anyway, the the so when we walked into the improv, um. We and we saw it on a Thursday night. It was sold out. We're like, "Yo, this is awesome!" And then Harris was like, "Yo, this is all black." <laughs> it was sprinkles of white people. Yeah, on Thursday, I didn't even see sprinkles. I saw a few. Like I, I saw was, more sprinkles. I, 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 I saw more, more. Um, I saw more, more uh, white folks on Friday, especially Saturday. That now, why do you think? Why? This is obviously I know why. But tell tell the people why uh, that gave gave you a uh, note to take concern oh, when it was what it was a a majority black audience. Ah, because black people they uh they can be a bit uh, they want immediate gratification. You know mm-hmm. they, they don't they're not gonna wait for you to finish some clever bit. <laughs> <laughs> black folks want we want our bang for our buck immediately. We don't want... Exp- and when they don't like you, they tell you. Yeah, we don't want exposition. Get a couple drinks in them. Yeah. Yo, fuck your mother. What? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> you know what? Hold up. You know what? Let me tell you something. What are the Look worst... Look at your shoes. <laughs> what are those? <laughs> Look at the nigga's shoes. <laughs> uh, that's my time, you all. <sighs> no, what... <when>, um... <laughs> One of the worst things you could do in, in a black room when someone heckles... And you just did it. One of the worst things you could do is say, "Who said that?" Who said that? <laughs> because you, because the audience senses that you're stalling, and they're like, "Oh, he don't really have a, a good comeback." I remember Rich, <laughs> my boy Rich. We were doing this room in uh, in Brooklyn, Three Bs, 
And uh, mm, you remember Three Bs? We were doing this room on uh, on Bedford Avenue, right near uh, Medgar Evers College in in, uh, in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. And it was like a Wednesday night room. And uh, and hold on. Oh, that's the housekeeping. Do me a favor, tell her that we're recording right now. I ain't. Even, I was. You know what? I was gonna pause it. I ain't gonna pause it. I'm gonna finish my story while Harris uh, talks to housekeeping. Tell her come come back unless I don't need them to clean it. Yeah, we want them big towels. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so um, we were doing this room uh, near Medgar's Three Bs, and Rich had a different approach. His comedy was not like rapid fire, rapid pace. You know, he he had stories, and uh, you know, he, his his comedy was sort of left of center of what uh, people were conditioned to hearing in comedy in black comedy rooms, right? And so. Rich, uh, you know, someone hit him with with one of those type of heckles. We're like, what's you? What are you doing here? You know, and and Why Rich shirt so tight. <laughs> and Rich hit him with with wait, who said that? <laughs> right? and, and I said it, Nick. And, and Rich was like, come on, brother. You know, I'll never forget. He said. Yo, don't, because this was like 97. He's like, yo, don't play a hate, participate. And I remember saying, nah, mm-hmm. nah. And then then he went one step further. He was like, you know what? We got to do better as a people. He went into the Ugh. Malcolm X uh, positive thing. I was like, ah, nah, it's not, it's not a good feeling. And then, you know what? What pissed me off? Uh, Ray DeJean, who was hosting, who was still new to comedy. Ray had just started, you know, promoting uh, some comedy shows. And Ray tried tried to not give Rich his money, so what I went on. I think Rich went on, and then what uh, I went on. And when I came off, Todd was on the show too. Our boy Todd Lynn, rest in peace. And Todd said, "Hey man, talk to your man Ray. This this ain't trying to not pay Rich his money." So then Ray comes over to me. He's like, "Yo, Dean, Dean, listen, I feel." Like, I'm, I'm your boss. I said, you ain't my boss, Ray. No. He's like, well, I feel like I, I said we are contracted. We're, we're con- we are contracted hitmen. Like Dave Chappelle said, I get paid for the attempt, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I said, You're we are hired for, for tonight. Tax I said, that, that ain't, I said, because he was trying to say, yo, I feel like, I felt like Rich didn't, he gave up midway. I said you can't you can't tell say what someone feels. You can't determine someone's e- emotional output put um, for what they were doing on stage, man. Because you weren't there, you didn't do it yourself. So you can't. I said you owe that man his money. Give him his money. Yeah, absolutely. You know. You could now. You have the option to never. You have book the option him. to never. And I think we said that. We said now it's your choice whether you book him again. You know, but that's that's your choice. I said, but you hired him. He went up there. He did a job. It didn't work out the way that maybe uh, you both wanted it to, right? Because um, the rationale behind that, and I've had promoters, promoters have done that in the past, not not really recently, but back in the days, promoters, uh, especially on the um, Chitlin urban black circuit would say, like, especially when you're down, like, out of town. Yo, so we didn't do the numbers. Anytime they start talking like like they're an accountant, so here's, so here's what happens. This is you searching for... Now, the show, show showtime's supposed to start at 9 o'clock. Show ain't start till 10.30 because they're waiting for an audience to load in. Um... The, the host goes on at 10.45. He's supposed to do 10, 15 minutes. This dude does a half hour. Now it's 11.15. People have been sitting there since, since 8.30, 9 o'clock, keep in mind. Uh, you you have uh, maybe one or two comments going. You don't go on until, say, close to midnight because everybody's wants to end on a big note and everyone's trying to win, but the crowd is a little tight and ornery because they've been waiting all night. So now you go on, and you get off stage, say, 12, 20, 12, 30, and now you, you close, so you're getting the, uh, you get the biggest, uh, biggest check, and now you can't find this dude. The entire time before the show, this dude was calling you, yo, but you're going to be there, right? You're going to make sure you're there, right? Yo, I said, I got, I got you. I got, yo, yo you're going to blow the roof up. Oh, Whole time leading up to this gig, you waiting for them to, uh, you, they waiting for you. Soon as you finish that gig, they could give a damn about you. Now you got to chase these fools down for your little bitty money. 
And every time you go go find them, like, yeah, 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 give me one second, they dip away. So now it's 1, 1.30 a.m., and you waiting to get your hundred or a couple of hundred dollars for for this, some room in Patterson, New Jersey, and dude hits you. He finally you corner him. He's like, "All right, come come here." And you ever had somebody pay you in front of everybody? You're like, "Yo, yeah, yeah. we in we in the we in the brick, son. I'm in Newark. Yeah, I'm in Patterson. I'm in Bedstock. Don't give me an envelope. That's if you, that's if they're classy. Somebody is not classy. Most cats put the money in their fist." And they give you the the handoff in by way of pound. They slack you up, and then and you hoping all your money is in there. But if they hit you with this, you know it's a problem. And, hey man, you know what? So we didn't do the numbers that we thought we were gonna do. You hungry? You, you want hungry? Some to drink? We we got yo. We got we got some good chicken stir fry. I got you if you hungry. Nah man, I just want my money. I gotta get home. I got some stuff to do in the morning. All right, well look. I can't. I know. I told you I'm gonna give you, uh, you know, four hundred dollars, um, because it was a Valentine's Day gig. Um, I only got two, but I can. I can send you. Don't ever for all the new jacks that listen. Don't ever fall for the oh you don't get here. I'm gonna send you because if you think they, if you think they really gonna go find a stamp, and a money order, you think this dude got a checking account with checks to send you? You better get your money that night. And my rationale, anytime someone says, we didn't do the numbers, I'm like, well, you know what? If you sold this place out, you weren't giving me a bonus. Exactly. Just pay me what you owe me, man. And that's so, for, for any new jacks out there, man, you get you get your money. If you can get your money in advance, like it's a, the, the, when, you're, when you're working a circuit that you know might be shysty, get your money in advance. At least get 50% in advance, whether it's for... You know, a couple hundred dollars or for thousands of dollars. Get that get that advance money because people also have to understand they're paying for your time. They're not just paying for your show. They're paying for your time. So if somebody calls you and or you call somebody and they book you for Wednesday the 14th, Valentine's Day, and then three days beforehand they cancel, at least you got half of your money. Because by three days prior to uh, the date... If that gig falls through, at least you got something. Whereas if you didn't get anything, now you can't go get some money um, elsewhere. You know, so that's why you, um, you know, you 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 get people to agree to an advance um, from from the jump. So Harris was Harris was a little nervous. I was more more. I've been here because this was your first time at the Cleveland Improv, right? Yeah. Yep. I'd been here before, but I remember it was it was more multiracial, so I was actually surprised. And you know, the, uh, some people, some of the waitress said that they were surprised so many white people came out. I'm like, it was like five. <laughs> right, right. Yo, my my white dollar is large, so I I, I gets white folks, son. <laughs> Why'd I say that like Drew Fraser, baby? <laughs> oh, shout out to Drew. So the weekend, the crowds in Cleveland, would you say they were a little tighter? Uh, I mean, they, they were what I expected for an all-black audience. Put it that way. It, it, it I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, at times, but not enough to, compl- to complain about how tight they were. No, I had I had good sets. Right, right, right. Well, them mugs to me were tight. They were tight. You also you go on later and you have but to yeah, do longer. Yeah, so. yeah. That's that's the other thing. You know, I, I want people to understand that because uh, I've I've. I've been to shows where I've seen, or I've seen shows. I've seen shows where I've seen someone say, "Yeah, I like that. That I like that first dude better." I'm like, "That's because the first dude only had to do 15, 20 minutes, and they did fifteen to twenty minutes of their best material right. versus whoever might have had to close and did an hour. Right. And so in an hour, they're having you know sort of peaks and valleys right. um, throughout their set, and they're 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 setting up. But you know, I ain't took my own home. I'm a pretty strong comic, so. Any any mediocre comic would have would have thought the crowd was tight. Yeah, yeah. you know the first. Uh, the you call MC, me mediocre if I said they tight, man. No, no I'm playing. No, um, <laughs> uh, like uh, like the MC who who you know was funny, but he don't he, he don't have bits. He have like little popcorn jokes, you know, right. and they're funny, but he can make them funny. Yeah, he can make them funnier, and there's like three hundred people in there, and he only getting a cumulative laugh of maybe one fifty, and you definitely hear the difference. When there's a hundred people laughing, then right. when there's two two hundred fifty people laughing at the same right. time, right? You right. know, 
It's like small laughs, like, ha, ha, ha. But then when profession, the real professionals come on, the laughs go up right. a, a bunch of notches, right. as they should. Right. So, you know, if you take, if that dude was featuring, then he would have had 20 minutes of that, what he did up front. Right. So, right. you know, it's all about experiencing, you know, actually being funny. Because everybody that do comedy is not funny. Right. <laughs> Even though comedy is subjective, like my boy uh, Jason Good said, yeah, but it's it's kind of not. <laughs> Especially when it comes to black people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, black it people too. Well, as a matter of fact, one night was that there was a woman... Was that the first night or second night? Remember, there was a woman sitting... So Harris and I, we came in to... Because uh, the green room was pretty far. So it was like, here, I'm going to come in and watch some of the show, feel the energy of the crowd. And uh, and when the host was on, I was watching this girl's face that was sitting in the back. And I I watched her look at her girlfriend and say, I, I haven't laughed at anything that he right, said. Right. And when she said that... She didn't expect anyone here, so I bust out laughing, and she looked at me, and she was like, and I was like, I heard you. She's like, oh, and so then I told Harris, and Harris was like, well, I'm, a, I'm gonna make sure, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna make sure you laugh. You were on stage, and I said that because I'm confident I can. Right, right. Been doing this shit almost twenty years, bitch. You gonna laugh, right, at something, right. And if I got a room full of three hundred people, hell, I don't want everybody to think I'm funny. That means I'm fucking pandering, and I'm, and I'm being hacky, probably. You know, if you have a if you have a point of view, or and, and you have different thoughts on things, everybody not going to agree with your point of view. But, but even, I, even if you don't agree with someone's point of view, maybe you still think it's funny. You but, know, well that's what I was going to say. I was going to say just because the entire room laughs at you, I don't I don't agree that that means you're pandering because because someone like an Ellen DeGeneres, um, as an artist, if everybody likes you, you're probably mm-hmm. not a good artist because no great artist everybody likes them. If you if everyone likes you, dude, what, what, I mean, what what are you doing? I understand your point, but I'm looking at I'm looking at it like contrast. The majority should like you, motherfucker, because yeah. you got to work and eat. Okay, and you should be funny. But I don't like I don't want everybody. I want somebody to walk out of the room and go, you know, I I, I don't think that guy's funny. It's good. That yeah. means I have a a niche. I have a a, 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 a you know a lane. Mm-hmm. Some motherfuckers ain't got no lane. They're all over the place. Okay, you know, all right. I'm gonna do whatever I think these people are gonna laugh at. I yeah, don't see do now that's yeah, that, yeah that's, I that's like I agree with that. I, I agree that if some, I agree if well, I agree that there are there are not just comedians, but there are artists that are attempting to capture everybody, right. and that the the mistake that's made is you should never create. Within it, with a a focus on hey I'm gonna get everybody with this you should you should create from a position of hey I'm gonna I'm gonna this is what this is what speaks to me yeah this is what this is you and I think everyone should hear this point of view right exactly and hopefully y'all ride with it but if not well that's that's your laws right right you know um, and that, the reason I I I used Ellen DeGeneres or even Seinfeld as an example because for the most part. They are. You would look at them and say their their comedy is uh, non-threatening. It doesn't come from a, a a harsh place. But there are people that don't like Seinfeld. You know, there are people that like all he's talking about. Like I remember um, back yeah, in the days, those, all those artists you just named, they're doing what they want to do. Right, right. So, 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 but that's what I said. Once you elaborated on it, then I was like, okay, that yeah. I can go with because. They're not pan. They're not necessarily pandering just because they have a a, a large reach um, with their audiences. No, I'm sorry, yeah. ain't pandering. You doing what right. you want to do, exactly. And everybody don't like that motherfucker. Right, no. right. Uh, uh, so yeah, so the audience, the audience was. T- I will say the city, the city um, was tighter. The shows were tighter on Thursday and Friday. I had a lot of fun on the Saturday on both shows Saturday. Um, I think because. I also think because it was a Saturday and the crowds were definitely more relaxed than they were Thursday night. I expected exactly what what we had Friday. I was um I was kind of surprised that the crowd was still a little tight um, because they were they you had, you had cracked them open. The host did an okay job, but you had cracked them open. And when I went on, they were open, but I also was aware of when they were tired. You know, and sometimes um, that happens too. They happens. By the time you get up, what they done saw? Well, because it's the work week hour too. Of show and and everybody, the majority of the people in that audience had been been to work um, that day. So I uh, so I get it. Someone actually said to me last night, 
they said, oh, I said um, when you went to get ready between shows, we were at the bar talking to some people at the bar, and um, you said, all right, I'm going to go get ready. And I said, I said, yo, Harris, don't suck. You know, like we do jokingly. Right. I said, Harris, don't suck. I said, nah. I said, nah, I'm just kidding. And then dude said to me, he was like, he was like, well, no, I mean, but you don't want him to do, do too well. I said, I, actually, I do. I said, but th- I said, it's interesting you say that because there are... There are artists out there that do want somebody to come on and either bomb or do just the bare minimum to get a laugh. And I told him, I said, you know, I want I want Harris to kill it because and the reason I bring him on the road is because he does kill it. And I know that doesn't leave me room to get lazy and complacent and get get uh, get too comfortable because if I get too comfortable, then I'm not gonna uh, push myself to to be more creative, be stronger as a you know as a right, right. as a comedian. But but there are comics out there you and I both know that are more than happy to to have somebody go on and catch an L so that they can be the savior uh, of some, the show. Some headliners even censor their their feature. Oh, that's the, the worst to me. Have you ever had somebody? Yeah, plenty of times. Yeah, yeah. And how did they send you in what way? Uh, don't curse when they curse like a sailor. Like, dude, if you worth your salt, then me saying fuck seven times, it's not going to do anything to, to take from your act. To, to diminish your fuck. To diminish you. Like, what the fuck, right. dude? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I never. If I, you have to diminish your feature or MC, then you're probably not as good as you think you are. Yeah. I, <laughs> dude, but that's, I, that's to me, I'm like. Or are you just a, are you just a fucking scaredy cat? Because I think Jim Probably Jeffries little... is great, but he censored me uh, uh, when I was at Bananas. So, you know, mm. he's like, uh, can't say the F-bomb. I'm like, really? Oh, I don't know if it was so much him or the club, but the club would tell you it's him. They make sometimes to cover up for they, I don't want, so they don't, I'm not looking at them going, I can't say fuck, what, what? This is a live audience. Right, right. Uh, um, yeah, I've never, I've never, I don't think I've, yeah, I've never done that. Um, to you, anybody? Uh, just be, I, I agree. I'm like, if if I gotta if I gotta edit you, then I'm not who I need to be. Right. When I get on stage as as the closer, as the uh, as the headliner, we were um, we were talking about Chappelle, not Chappelle, but Chris Rock's new special came out, uh, Tambourine. What uh, what was your assessment? What did you think? Thought it was good. When you first when you first saw, well, because how many times have you watched it? Uh, twice now. Okay, so tell me about how you how you first perceived it versus how you felt after watching the second. Oh, time. when I first watched it, it, just it seemed less grandiose than his other specials. Okay, which I noticed right away. I noticed he had a, a faded black T-shirt on, <laughs> and his hair looked like it needed some more sheen in it. <laughs> and his shirt looked like he washed in the other leading detergent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, dude. I mean, what's up with the? What, 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 what are you doing this special at a library? <laughs> like it's, but uh, the materials there, materials good. It's, you know, classic Chris Rock. It's uh, it's to, great. To, talk about the material though. When you first saw it, did it take you getting adjusted to because of how you're used to seeing him? You know that like, people always when they refer to bigger, not yeah. bigger, blacker, bring the pain. They always talk about how he was prowling yeah. the stage like a panther. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't doing that this right. time, right. which which was what I'm used to seeing. Right. But once after like five minutes, I settled down. I mean, it's like he's performing like the cellar. Right. You know, so right. the, you know, it was still great material. You right. know, better than most motherfuckers doing it. Right. And um. I just think for me that uh, on my Mount Rushmore of, of comedians that uh, my boy Dave Chappelle leapfrogged him in my you know on my Mount Rushmore right. of uh, comedy, but it's, I mean that takes nothing from Chris is still a great comedian, you know? right? But I, right. I enjoyed it. No, I I enjoyed it. I, I I spoke to a couple people about it. I think uh, watching watching Chris's new special Tambourine. Um, the the first thing I noticed, obviously aesthetically, was that it wasn't it wasn't shiny. 
It wasn't a shiny special. By right. shiny, I mean there was no if, fires and lions and right. tigers. Well, not even, not even, not even, <laughs> not even shiny on the level of say like Kev having the you know the explosions and pyrotechnics. Yeah, or Kev something. had like like a, a volcano in the back. Like, <laughs> right. Every punchline lava would come out of it. <laughs> right. Right. No, with with Chris, I mean shiny as far as if you watch if you watch Bring the Pain, you watch uh, Bigger and uh, Blacker. Uh, if you watch Never Scared. You know, there was, you know, the, the the haircut was, the lineup was fresh. And the outfit. The outfit, the, the, the you know, he had a, a jacket that, he if it wasn't leather, hair. if it was, if the jacket wasn't leather, it had a sheen to it. Yeah. His his hair was sheened, you know, you could tell he had a, a hairdresser, a stylist, you know, he had this, the, the loafers with the... Chris the, looked like he left, he, 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 he turned off the potatoes at his house. <laughs> oh, I got a special to do. Let me, I'm turning your potatoes down on simmer. And let me go do this special with Craig. It came back. Right. <laughs> but but here's the thing. What I what I appreciated about it uh, in watching it was I think Chris is at a place in his career similar to like um well I mean Carlin never did yeah. never was you know shiny like no. fly black that's more a black uh, comic yeah. uh, um, uh, preference like black black comedians. We come up. I mean, we, we like to look good. We like to look, and we good. always like to good look good in, in, in every in every walk of life. Exactly. It's if so. I'm a farm, I'm gonna have the best overalls on, <laughs> the flyest straw hat, the flyest straw hat. Right. 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 Yeah. And so uh, I think watching this special, I said, "Oh, you know what, uh, Keith? I was gonna say Keith, Chris is comfortable in his skin, where he's like, you know what? I don't need. I don't need it to be." Flossy and shiny. I, I did that. I've been there, done that. And it's really about the material. It's like, you know what it was reminiscent of? It was uh, reminiscent of Tyson, Iron Mike back in the days where everybody else would have their, you know, shiny uh, shorts on, their boxing trunks on yeah. and come out. And Mike came out in some black shorts uh, black socks right, and black right. sneakers. Right. And so that's I was like, you know, this is Chris stripped down. He's like, this is who I am. I don't need needed to be fly. You still gonna laugh? Um, he's m- more mature now. He's he's a he's a recent divorcee. You know, and uh, you know, so he's a single dad of of two two uh, little girl, two teenage girls now because uh, our our daughters are off age with each other. Um, and so, and, and he's ta- and he's talking about you know, uh, his his failed marriage, you know, which which you can see a, you can see a vulnerability in Chris Rock, which you haven't necessarily seen um, as prevalently in in his previous um, previous specials. And this, I think, this is like his fifth, fifth or sixth. Um, and then also, and this this was a big part of it. Also, and this is just me. This is this is. Uh, presumption. I have no guarantee, but he he got he his deal was for two specials for for Netflix for whatever the forty million. I'm thinking watching it. If you notice in this special, um, spoiler alert. So turn your things off now if you haven't seen it. All right, and come back on in in about a minute. Right, spoiler alert. I'm saying it again. In about a minute, you can come back to it. So. Um, in this new special, uh, Tambourine, Chris does not talk any politics. And if there's if there's a comedian that deals with you know politics and and current events, it's Chris Rock. That's what you, what he's uh sort of built his uh one of the things he's built his uh career over is is you know pointing out uh things about you know politics. He didn't say he didn't talk about Trump in this special, which lets me believe. That the tour he just finished, um, they probably shot that, and that's gonna. I think that's probably gonna be the quote unquote stronger special, um, that's less personal and more about the world around him and less about uh, himself and his family. You know what I mean? That's just my. I have no guarantees about that, but that's just something to keep a, keep an ear and eye out for, man. Um, you know, what do you think, Harris? What do you think of? Uh, this whole phase on love going at Dave Chappelle, because um, recently, for those that don't know, phase on love, who's who's, who's my man, um, phase on 
uh, was on both the uh, uh, Sway in the Morning on uh, Sirius XM, uh, Shady 45, and he was also on uh, on the Breakfast Club with, with the DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. Peace, peace. Uh, <laughs> um, and he was talking in, in the interviews. He was asked about uh, Monique and the Netflix uh, debacle where Monique uh, wanted her loves to boycott. I'm asking you to stand with me and boycott Netflix for for gender and racial discrimination. Stand with you. The new season of Stranger Things, I do it after Stranger Things 3. I'm going to boycott my whole entertainment. I never see you, Monique. You- I never see you uh, ever in my life, except for on TV. So, I mean, I feel for black people, but I need to see all my shows. Mm-hmm. What do you say to people that say, this is part of the problem black people face? I say, <laughs> I got to live with me. Um, so anyway, uh, on we, we spoke about that before. What, what, what do, you, do you think Monique has a point? Do you think it's, it's uh, gender or racial bias that Netflix, for those that don't, Netflix offered her... I don't know about gender, uh, I don't know about gender, but it's definitely uh, racial. Uh, but I, I, Hey, man, I, I don't know. I, do I think Monique deserves more than $500,000? 180% yes. Do I think she deserves what Chris Why? Rock? Why? Because she... Cause she She's funny, and she's been around for twenty years, okay. and she's been doing movies, and she's right. she got special. She's on the women's uh, women's queens of comedy. Right. Monique is Monique. Right. That's why. Right. Um, and that, I want y'all to know, I agree. I just right. wanted you to uh, let right. the people know why Monique is Monique. You right. know what I'm saying? And everybody knows who she is. Right. Now, this specials on Netflix. I don't know how much they got paid, but this specials on Netflix, and they're all white. I never heard of these dudes. Every black special on Netflix. That's 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 in this country, they're already famous. Right. But there's white specials on Netflix. Well, you never heard of these motherfuckers. Well, you pointed that out before when we were on the road. Yeah, like 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 if it's like ten Netflix specials of white dudes I never heard of, right. and not one. Every black special, Kevin Hart, uh, everybody know who he is. Uh, 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 Cat Williams, everybody know who he is. Mike Evans, everybody know who he is. Chris, Chris Tucker, Chris Rock. Those people are damn near super famous. Right. Not even just famous. Right. Right. You know, where's Tony Rock's special? Right. Where's uh, Wyatt Sinet's, uh special? He did a special. It wasn't on Netflix. It wasn't on Netflix. Right. But, you know, where's your special? Where, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, which which reinforces uh, what many black people in this country... I don't know how much more, more money Monique deserved, but she definitely deserved more than that. Well, I, you know what? I... I I was saying it reinforces what what many black parents tell their kids uh, growing up. Um, Better work in this twice country, as hard. Work twice as hard to to uh, get the same things because you can't. It's not good. En- it's not enough just to be good. You have to be better. You got to be better. Got to be better. You know. Um, I you know my my belief is that you know Monique should have been offered at at least offer a at million least dollars. A million dollars at least at the very least. You know, because, shit. I might even far as to go as to say two, probably two. You know, and then just like Ka- Angela Yee said, <laughs> "Oh, did she?" Yeah. Then Monique got mad. Why do I deserve two million? Two million is better than five hundred thousand, right? Do I think you deserve what Amy Schumer got? Comedically, a hundred and thirty percent. You famous? said one hundred eighty before. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I'm no. fucking jumping around. Yeah. Uh, but comedically, you deserve exactly what she gets. But business wise. Not really, because uh, what's her name's hot right now? She's movies right, out. Right. Everybody know who Amy Schumer is. Right, right. But is Amy Schumer, can Amy Schumer uh, hold up Monique's bra? No. Right, right. And that's, uh, you know, you you hear, because everyone, since everything is uh, public knowledge, and, she, and I mean, Monique's the one that put it out, I understand everyone having an opinion on it, but... I, I notice many people seem very misinformed, you know, when That's they offer their opinion. People, yeah, you know what's funny about what's, what's, what I've been seeing lately too is everybody has an opinion on comedy when they don't really know how comedy stand up com- the art of stand up comedy works. All you know is if it makes you laugh or not. Right. But comedians know what a premise, setup, punchline, mm-hmm. or w- what makes a comedian prolific, or just a uh, the it factor. Also, like, right. oh, that motherfucker's just funny. Like Mike Epps. 
is hmm. not as prolific writer as Louis C.K., but he's just as funny as Louis C.K. Yeah. to me because he's just funny. Funny dude. You know, so these people, sometimes these people offer up there, especially people that know nothing about show business. Right. They just, I remember one time when Dave Chappelle had quit his show, uh, one of my girlfriends of mine said, uh, he crazy. I'm like, what's that based off of? Because he quit something you don't understand? Right. If you don't understand something... Then you, you you should make strong yeah. statements and opinions about something because yeah. you look like a fucking idiot. And, and calling someone crazy, that's the easy it's that's the easy answer. It's very yeah. dismissive. Um you know, because whether Dave Chappelle had a very good reason for walking away from that yeah, shit. A good reason and and also it's and, like, and now it's coming out all this crazy shit in show business with the Harvey Weinstein uh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and more than that, well, two things. Number one, Chappelle walked away, and people people that are so uh, befuddled as to how could he walk away from fifty million? Because well, Dave was rich, right? And plus, some people have a better uh, what's the word? A, a moral compass. A moral compass that they don't want to be controlled by a white man dangling twenty million over right, their head. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm my own man. I don't want to be controlled by no human being, especially not no white man. Right. And guess what? The people that you know were on Dave because he uh, and called him crazy for turning down fifty million. He was already rich for one. He was already rich, but number two, he got sixty million for for these three specials. Yeah, and guess what? Two of these specials. <laughs> no, he didn't know, but I'm saying it still worked out right, better. Right, right. And he 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 had two of those specials in the can right. before he even you know as right. when he's when he made that deal, he already had the the two specials. That came out last uh, last spring, um, were in the can when he when he made that deal. So he really only had to tape two more road dates, and one of them was at the belly. It was in the belly room of the comedy store, the smallest room at the world famous comedy store. So who really won? You know. Um, uh, so Faison has been talking a little crazy uh, about um, Dave, saying that Dave's never been funny to black people, and uh, and white people made Dave Chappelle. Um, Harrison, and I have been discussing it, and and I wanted to get your thoughts for the Father Mucking fam that listen to the Father Mucking Protocol. Uh, first of all, I think you should be on um, on air or on on uh, what's the word on. And, um, on record, public, on rec, public record, yeah. for this is my opinion for dissing another uh, black man who's obviously funny, right. who's obviously great, and now that just looks like hate. Right. Telling Dave, saying Dave Chappelle ain't funny is like saying the sky is green. <laughs> what motherfucker? No, it's blue. Right. Dave Chappelle is one of the most prolific comedians to ever live, and you know. Yeah. He got four specials out. What if he condensed two of those specials? And this thing, he has, everybody's he has more than four. He has four specials right. out in the, within every, the last year. Right. Everybody's making specials every year. Some people probably do two a year. Special. It's hard to write an hour. I it takes you, I, it takes a long time to get a good hour. If he if he took the best of the best of those two specials each, he got two bangers. Still, he listen. In my opinion, Dave has. Four bangers, and, and even if you only like three of the four bangers, he just dropped four comedy specials. Yeah, you ain't gonna like in every joke than, anyway. In, 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 in like an eight month period, um, most people that are doing like like the in the last few years, uh, you have you know between Louis, uh, Louis C.K. and Kev, and say Billy Burr, and uh, I'm trying to think of someone else. Uh, Sebastian Mascalco should be in that you know in that list yeah, currently. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you have guys that are doing new comedy specials every year. Every special ain't special. No, it ain't gonna be special. I don't like every song on Jay Z album. But right. What is all like? Even even Thriller. I don't like every song on Thriller. Does that make Michael Jackson any less a genius or any yeah. less a prolific artist? Absolutely not. I don't even like one of his albums. Which but he's one, still one of the greatest. Which one? Blood on the dance floor. Yes. I've <laughs> heard. I didn't hear most of the tracks with Blood on the Dance Floor until after he died, and then you just were like Jones. And I was Mike. like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> All right, Mike. Whatever, man. You're still the greatest, dude. You can't have a good day every day, man. Right, right, right. Well, I, I, I think I, I said to you, I think everyone. Problem with everyone coming out with a comedy special every year. Is you know That's aside from the do. fact aside from the fact that everyone a lot of people are putting out comedy regulars and not that these these aren't specials in my opinion, um, I likened it to Jay Z Biggie and Jay Z when 
You know, Biggie said, no, I don't, uh, I don't write my lyrics. I, I create it all in my head. And then you heard Jay-Z saying, no, I don't write, write things. I, I just keep them up here, right? They can do that because they have a skill set. They, they might have a natural ability or they have an ability that they developed, uh, you know, while they were out there on the street, you know, selling, sing, selling and slaying. And they had to learn. They couldn't write things down, so they had to keep things up here in their head. Um there's there's something to be said about writing, right? The same way there's something to be said about writing, there's something to be said about working or workshopping material for a comedy special. So, yes, a lot of people are putting out these annual comedy specials. I don't think everybody is uh capable. is is capable of putting out a, a a something that should be considered or deemed worthy of the title a comedy special because a lot of people are are, are Average, you know. Mm-hmm. Most. Now, if it, yeah, most people are average. Now, if you're average, That's why but they you call have average, yeah. If you're <laughs> average and you and you put forth a certain amount of work ethic, you, you can't can work a little above to average. make it a little more above average. But that takes work. Yeah, it does. And so when and you got when, lazy people, just like we do with the uh, with the uh, like with the hip hop, you know, you got right, right. like these rappers, they got four lyrics in their song and a hot beat, and I'm like, that shit, it was whack. It's lazy. Yeah. yeah. Write some, take, get your pen right, and pad out. Right, don't get your pen and pad you out. You can't because everybody can't create. And you want the same respect. In you their want head. the same respect as Rakim Allah? Fuck you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a hashtag right there. You want the same respect. Hashtag you want the same respect as Rakim Allah. Hashtag f you. That's funny. Oh man. Oh uh, well. So so you disagree. I, I I also as as not just a comedian. But as as a black man, I don't like seeing Faison go at Dave. Yeah, even if that's a, even if that's his opinion. You ever notice how they never go at white people? Oh, right. <laughs> he, he never go. Jerry Seinfeld suck. He never been funny to. Like, yeah. I noticed that people always love to jump on black people, their own race, right. about what they ain't doing. Nobody's perfect, mm-hmm. and and white people ain't perfect either. But I don't see you trash talking them because right. you know they pay they they sign your check. That's why you talk <laughs> shit to them. Right, right. Um, well, my, my point being that, um, I, th- I also, and I said this to you earlier, I think Faison comes from a different and era like Tony of Rock's, comics. Tony Rock also said, it sounds like it's personal. Cause it does. Like, it, it does. I, it I'm does. like, what the fuck? Like there was some, some, like something happened and cause, cause at one point, Faison, like Fa- well, Faison going- actually says, he even says, yeah, I, I, I told, I said to Chris Spencer, yeah, man, you know, I watched that last one and uh, it was it was pretty funny. And Spencer hit him and was like, yo, can I tell Dave that? He was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying the dude's not funny. I just, I've never really if found If I was Dave Chappelle, I wouldn't give two shits of a fuck right. what Faison thought okay. about me. I got 40 million in special and dude, everyone else thinks I'm funny but you. Right. Right. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I wanna give two shits what Faison <sighs> thought. Where's Faison's prolific one hour special? He ain't had one. Dave's <laughs> How many specials? Dave did his half hour. I haven't seen a Faison. Dave did his special. half hour. He did Killing Him Softly. He did Live at the Fillmore. So he had, and he just did these four. So he has like seven specials, man. How many Faison got? Where's Faison special? Well, maybe he's just never had a network come to I don't him give to- a fuck. <laughs> don't diss this dude. Cause he got seven and you got zero, it's crazy, man. <laughs> crazy, man. That shit sound personal as shit. It sound like hateration, hateration. Hate on somebody else, man. Well, I I pointed out. I why said, you ain't you hate on what? Amy Schumer? Everybody else is. Why you enjoying that bandwagon? Shit. I'm gonna get the brother. I'm going to the top dog. That's like Bill Cosby going. Yo, do a Bill Cosby hate on Richard Pryde. No, you know, because Richard, he he does it with the profanity and, you know, he tried, he wanted to be me, you know, he was taking gigs that I couldn't do and going out to Vegas and and doing, and, and, and doing me. Right. You know, so they can't, man, they can't, they can't be me, you know, but I ain't raping. Right, right, right. I ain't putting Ruthie's and, and Spanish fly. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I, I, I also wondered if because uh, something Faison said in the interview on the Breakfast Club, because um, he kept he kept going 
say, you know, leaning on, you know, white people validated. And then he uh, had some. Shut, hold up, he uh, he, he said white people valid. Harris cussed me off a lot. If so, and just in case y'all are listening, you're like, yo, he does. I I let him go most of the time because he's he's the guest and y'all hear me all the time. So I want, but I want to get this point out is that uh, um, he he says, you know, Charlie Murphy's what made uh. Made the Chappelle show funny. I'm like, nah. Flat out, flat out lies. Yeah, flat out yeah. In, in, in insufficient information. Yeah, because uh, you know, big, big speed. The 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 black white supremacist was the first first episode. Uh, the Kinkos episode that was the first episode. Mad Real World. Uh, uh, the the making the band. Like there were a bunch of spoofs. Bunch of things that were done prior to Charlie Murphy, you know, becoming uh, such a substantial part. And that's another of, reason it sounds like hate because you you spitting out instant the information is false. Right. That's 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 the type of thing that that Agent Orange, our uh, you know, our forty fifth president is doing, like sharing misinformation yeah, and right, expecting people. He to... Didn't even, it didn't get funny to the second season. That's a lie. Yeah, it was funny the first season. Yeah, that that show was funny. Like the show weakened in the third season when clearly you could see that uh, Dave was no longer there, and it was just the. Oh yeah, the, the show was definitely weaker when it was just them. Right, them right, two. right. And no, no, I wish I was watching those interviews, wishing someone would say that because I was like, why don't y'all point out the fact that when Dave, who was the according to uh, you know Faison's accounts, was was the weak. Was not the strongest thing about that show. Point out when he left, the show still did go on. Great hate. And then on top of that, I think because Faison pointed something out, he said, "You know what? Uh, these guys, you know, I, I came up with with I came up um, watching Robin Harris and Bernie Mac and and Damon Wayans. Um, side note: Damon Wayans and the entire Wayans clan doesn't get the love they they deserve as far as." Um, being a, a amazing comedic uh, family, you know, especially D- Damon. Damon, Damon. What? Nobody give him respect for that. I I don't. Th- when when people talk about like the great great cats now, people. You know what I I've noticed people. What people do. People talk about current. When people start creating these lists of the greatest and the great, they always go to. They'll have like a handful of all time greats, but then they usually are gonna put out whoever's whoever the hot cat is. Currently, Damon Wayans, man, uh, Damon's Half Hour, Damon's uh, Damon Last Stand, Stand, and Damon's the one he did at uh, BAM, Brooklyn Academy of Music. He has three classic comedy specials, man, that are fire, you know, but I don't think, I don't think uh, people, people are, people have short-term memory nowadays, you know, which, which also has to do with um, us being such a social media influenced society. Um, and Faison was saying, you know, he came up under depression. Now, I think Faison probably started maybe a little before Dave Chappelle. And so his influences and the people that were um, that were uh, sort of ahead of him while he was coming up were different cats. And so there might also be that uh, that the older generation looking at a, a younger cat and saying, nah, yeah, you didn't have to go through what I went through. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't. Be happy and celebrate the fact that they're getting opportunities. Just because he didn't go through what what, what you went through doesn't make him any less funny. That's ridiculous. Right. It's a ridiculous notion. Right. Right. You know, all of their arms would have snapped. Um, This one is. You know. (laughs) Uh, You know. So that that's 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 all we have to say about that. Ultimately. Chappelle is funny and Faison, who and Faison is a funny dude, you know, because I've also noticed, you know, I read people's comments on the, yeah, well, you know, who, why does fat motherfucker got something to say? He ain't funny. I'm like, well, he, he is funny, you know, he just funny. just because you ain't seen, just because you haven't the same way to bring it full circle, just because you haven't seen Monique on stage lately because you haven't gone to see her doesn't mean Monique still doesn't sell out theaters. That doesn't mean Monique doesn't have a following as far as uh, you know, the the, the her comedy career. Um, whether she's blackballed or not, the beauty of a stand up is stand ups can go anywhere at any time and still get on stage and express themselves. They don't have to wait for a director or a producer to say, here, we're going to hire you and give you this part to prove that you, uh, you're you worth your medal. You know? Right. Um, so, yeah, man. That was, uh, that was a 
pretty pretty quick, pretty fun uh, episode. Harris, what what would you say? Anything wonderful about uh, being on the road with me? You find any challenges being on, on the road with me, man? Yeah, could you stop leaving turds in the toilet? All right, so here's the thing, right? I flushed the toilet, uh, but it was that brisket, so it was a big piece, so I flushed it. I guess it didn't go down properly. <laughs> I, opened, I went in the bathroom, there's a turd. Hello. I flushed that motherfucker. Goodbye. <laughs> and and uh, what what would you uh, say about your um, album? Like now that your album's on, you know, out there, you hit number six on iTunes, man. What would you like? Uh, like, what's next career wise? In 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 a perfect world, what would you want? Yeah, in like a perfect world, because I don't fucking know. Uh, but in a perfect world, eighteen. Where would you want? Uh, perfect world. I would like to. Uh, uh, you know, I've never been to Montreal Comedy Festival, man. I, I, I've been doing comedy almost 20 years, so that's kind of a, a thorn in my fucking side. Mm-hmm. So you really, you're looking yeah. forward to being a new face. Uh, new face, any type of, any capacity would right. be fine. Right. Um, I would love to start doing some TV and film, man, but, you know, whatever, whatever. Right. But if I die today, hey, man, I've been, do, I've been living my dream for... Almost 20 years, man. Yeah. I tell jokes, and I get paid for it, and I pay my bills with it. Right. So there we go. Right. That's that's the protocol. That's that's the protocol today. I'll say end on that is that, you know, whatever you whatever your passion is, if you can find a way to earn a living at it, then that's that's success, man. That's And, it, and be, being able to do that leaves me more time to play PlayStation, masturbate, um, go to the movies, stay, say up, that. stay up to four in the morning <laughs> when right. I feel like it, right. you know, watching Netflix. Sorry, Monique. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and lastly, Black Panther. Oh, we bugged. Totally forgot. We we don't have to give away any spoilers. But what what uh, your your overall? Uh, oh, I thought it was amazing. It's a great great movie, man. You should go see it. Uh, Harris was a little mad at, at his his wife about uh, uh, oh, Black yeah, Panther because never in the history of Marvel <laughs> movies has she went. I'm going to see it. What? Because it's black. You, and there's so many. There's so many. Things in, in Black Panther that if you don't really know the comic book, you don't even get. Right. So the movie's less as great as it is to me because I get everything. Right. You know, and they get all they want to see is uh, Michael B. Jordan shirt off. Right. And uh, <laughs> right. and all the dashikis and all these yeah. All, and my Sean. Uh, yeah. Danny Guerrera. Uh, yeah, she's hot, yo. They yeah, hot. Yeah. No, he's, I, I thought it was a yeah, man. great movie. I want to go to Wakanda, but I don't want to mind uh, Vibram. I want to mind them bad bitches they got there. Yeah, yeah. They, uh... <laughs> How, you I come mean, for the Vibranium? No, nah, I came from that shorty, that shorty, and that shorty. Keep the spirit, shorty. <laughs> you gotta go great in bed. You, you, you know you're a pig. You know that. Um, yo, it says, uh, yeah, wow. Black Panther delivers fifth largest opening of all time, heading towards 218 million in a four day debut. Good for that, man. Um, the reason and the reason a movie like this is so important because because I I know I know there are a lot of people that are like yo why are black people. And black people are like we we got overly excited like seeing everybody uh, rush to buy like when, a dust like, when, like when Cotton c- comes to Harlem first came out hmm. in the seventies or whatever <laughs> or Shaft we gotta go see that shit. But I appreciate people's excitement. Yeah, I appreciate. Number it too. one, they're excited because it's, it's as I said earlier, it's, it's nice to see faces that look like you um, in a movie um, in any form of uh, entertainment. It, you know that that can inspire a new generation. Of, of, of you know, not just filmmakers, but you know, yeah. business people. Just that, like, there's so many, so many positives that can come out of just seeing yourself, not only on screen, but seeing yourself in, represented in the fifth largest opening of all time. You mm-hmm. know, it's this big mm-hmm. news yep. for uh, historically. Uh, people have said that uh, black movies don't do well, don't fare well overseas because there's not a market. That's been one of those things they've used to uh, help sort of marginalize or utilize uh, black people in in film. They're like, well, you know what? Aside from Will Smith, most movies with an all-black crowd or all-black uh, cast don't sell well Promotion overseas. Promotion and advertising plays a big part. Yeah. The reason Will, Smith's, Will Smith revolutionized uh, the way you promote a movie because back uh, during the Men in Black and, and Independence Day, 
uh, days. He was the only actor that was like, you know, let's go and do a, a release in China and Asia. Let's do a release in Europe. And so Will would go on this week-long tour where they were dropping this movie in different markets. And then the rest of the industry followed suit. Um, and began to do the exact same thing. So I, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. So I hope that Hollywood doesn't now say, "Here we can only cast these handful of actors that were in Black Panther." Of course they are. That's what they always do. Because that's <laughs> no. Because, you know what? Because my wife made a good point. She said, "You know, it was just nice to see a movie that uh, Morris Chestnut and Tay Diggs and." and, and uh, I was going to say Gabriel Iglesias, but uh, Gabriel Union. You know, the usual suspects weren't in. That's not to take away from their talent, but it's just nice seeing a bunch of actors. New people. Yeah. They ain't the only people on the planet. Exactly. Exactly. So go check out Black Panther if you haven't already. Leave, leave your comments. Uh, let me know what you thought. I don't want to give away any spoilers. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll do another one. I, I'm actually I go on the week, go on the road for two weeks, yo. Um, you know, the crew out there and get my tan on so um maybe i'll drop another episode right before i leave but you definitely have this one and then uh then we'll see you on the other side of, uh, of spring break man i'll see y'all in in, in march if, if not i all love your man dean edwards two fingers harris any last words Peace.